0: Welcome to Mental Health Matters Podcast. I'm Hilary Coughlin. And I'm Christina Anabi. We're both mental health clinicians and health coaches coming together to talk all things mental health and wellness. Our mission is to
1: destigmatize the topic of mental health by talking about real-life relatable experiences and hardships that people go through every day but may struggle to talk about.
0: This is a place where we dig deep, get real, and empower you to get through life's challenges. Hey there, Christina. Hi. How are Hi. you? Good. How are you? Good. Welcome back, everyone. This is episode 11, and this is Connection is Key for Mental Health. And we're also doing a little thing that we're trying out here today. It's a Q&A to get to know us a little bit better.
1: Yeah, I'm actually really excited for this episode because we're kind of going a little off the cuff. Um, Normally, you know, we want to make sure that we're covering all our bases with our topics. And so with this one, it's a little bit more on the fly. Um, So you'll get to hear more about us more. I don't know if it's really personal (laughs) information, but more personal than we might be used to. So it's exciting because our audience, um, our listeners, you
0: guys get to learn more about us. Yeah, it'll be fun. Absolutely. So first, we'll begin a little bit about the topic of connection and why this is so important for our mental health. So why would you say it's important, Christina? What's the, what's that factor that really makes our mental health, um, you know, just in a healthier place and sort of being with other people? What does that do for us?
1: Well, I don't think humans were meant to be on this earth to be alone. Like, I think we're meant to be on this earth to connect and to make relationships with people. And one of the most important aspects of our work as therapists is to help our clients feel supported and to increase their support network, whatever that might look like. Like sometimes that means uh, communicating with the people that are closest to you. And sometimes it means cultivating those groups, like maybe trying a support group or um, joining organizations with like-minded people. So there's a lot of different ways that you can build connection and build relationships, but it's such an important part of mental wellness and mental health
0: because um, we're not meant to do
1: things on our own. Yeah.
0: And I like what you said about like-minded people, because I feel like that phrase is key and we use it a lot in mental health. We use it a lot in sort of like personal growth, um, personal development, coaching, if you will, and some different avenues of counseling and coaching. And I think to just be clear about that, like-minded people, people that are also into the same things that you may be into, maybe joining like a meetup group or maybe um, some sort of a class. So there's all different things that you can do to kind of find your people, so to speak. I think and... it's pretty
1: hard to even know like where to look uh, yeah. or what, what yeah. like-minded really means. And some mm-hmm. one thing that I try to help people with when they're struggling with that is to think about what are your values? You know, yes, like we, we've got our hobbies and our interests and that can be great to help. Find like-minded people or um, people who like similar things, but sometimes too to like really build connection with people is to find people who have similar values and goals. Yeah, so we can even talk about. I think we've already like highlighted how we met before, but um, we can share a little bit more about that if we wanted yeah, to.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's a great idea because it's it totally ties into the like-minded people because we immediately connected. We happened to be sitting next to one another in a fairly large room filled yeah, with all different women. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and we just happened to sit next to one another and started chatting and hit it off and found out we had a lot in common and we're, we were on the same um, career path and field and had a lot of the same background. So we just kind of hit it off and went from there, but that, that's just one example of how you find people that are kind of in your, like vibing with you, so to speak.
1: Yeah. And that, um, that event, um, as I may have mentioned before, was like, it wasn't even a networking event. It was like for Mm -hmm. personal and professional growth, but it was around, entrepreneurship, in a way. Mm. And um, so everybody there had similar goals and values in mind. And it just but it just so happened that Hillary and I were both in the mental health and um, mental health and physical health areas. And so we just really clicked. Um, But part of our relationship and many, I would even argue all relationships, they need nurturing. Mm. And I think sometimes that can be the hardest part is say you meet somebody and you, you click, but there's follow up with that, you have to be willing to reach out, make plans, initiate conversation, like putting yourself out there and being really vulnerable can be really hard for people but it's part of building connection because sometimes it doesn't happen right off the bat it takes work sometimes
0: yeah absolutely you kind of get got to get to know people right like take take time and get to know people and how you had said before christina with the values like that's something that's going to make you stick to. you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like that's like like a putty sort of like a putty in between like a relationship is if you have the same sort of like values and things that you um, enjoy not just hobbies but just an example is the personal growth and professional growth that sort of event that we went to and met at those are values to us as well as Mm -hmm. careers right they're not just our careers it's like who we are and so um always looking to learn, always looking to grow and you know connect with others that are also interested in that. And so that keeps people connected.
1: And we mentioned support groups can be really helpful, especially if you're struggling because of challenges with mental illness or mental health, or maybe even um, going through a difficult life transition that you just need support navigating. Um so groups can be really helpful because although the people there may not have similar values per se, or you don't know if they do yet, you're all there for a common reason. And you can all kind of relate to each other's experiences and just kind of understand and empathize. And that can really help um, to help someone feel connected and, and feel like part of a community
0: too. Definitely. And also about support groups that just came to mind while you were speaking, Christina, is just going back to that like putty analogy. I don't know where it came from, but it's working, I guess. (laughs) Um, It's sort of like the thing that makes you stick and what makes you kind of get to know somebody. Yeah. Um, So going along with that analogy is a support group. It may like you had said, Christina, may not be the same values. You don't know these people in and out yet. Right. But you're seeing parts of them that others in their lives may not, which is pretty powerful yeah. because, you know, we're, we're like peeling away the layers and we're allowing basically strangers in the moment to really see some of the things that we keep inside that are maybe we're not super proud of something that's hard for us to talk about something that we haven't talked to others about. So it's a really, it's a really um, vulnerable position to be in. Mm-hmm. And so that in and of itself is something that keeps people, okay. um, you know, together in terms of a relationship building sense, like it it builds a bond.
1: Yeah, I love that. That is um, really important because it can be really hard to be vulnerable in those ways with people that you already know or people that you already have those relationships with. Um, And I remember, well, actually, I'm curious about you, like, how have you personally learn to build connections or feel connected to communities or just in your
0: personal life Mm. so we're talking more like communities of like like like-minded people as opposed to like friends that I've I've known or Or both either
1: either or
0: yeah because they're so different right like how Mm -hmm. you approach them and You know, those friends you've known forever, you don't even have to, like, really say anything. They kind of already know. Um, I have some friends that I've had since I was, like, five years old. Oh, wow. It's unspoken, right? But then the people that I've made friends with as adults, it's like a whole other ballgame. And it's it's cool. It's really different. It's a totally different relationship. And they do take um, some work you know, because you are coming to the table as adults with your stories, with your stuff. Um, You're not knowing the background of people all the time. So, um, you know, like we had said, getting to know that person and seeing if you have the same sort of um, like backbone of, Mm -hmm. you know, values and interests and taking it from there, I think, because that's Mm -hmm. really what's going to make the relationship grow.
1: Yeah. And I would say, too, like we're kind of Um, using connection and relationship, uh, what's the word, Um, together, I don't know what the word is I'm thinking of, but in conjunction with each other. um, But you you don't have to necessarily have relationships with people and have connections with people. So what do I mean by that? I can think of many times where I have felt like I – was not part of a community and I needed to find that and cultivate that that mm-hmm. um, I really craved connection uh, with like-minded people so I was like okay what am I interested in what I what do I want to try what do I want to do um, I did CrossFit for a while and that's a whole culture in and of itself yeah but it really is built connection there and Yes, I made some friendships out of it, but even just going to a class and being around people who were all going through the same workout, we were all doing the same thing, that made me feel connected to a community. Um, Similarly, when I was going to church, I felt connected, um, but I didn't necessarily have relationships with the people around me. So um, yeah, it's not necessarily about relationship building, but just feeling
0: like you're part of a community. That's a great point to make. Yeah, absolutely, and I agree with you on that. Um, for myself, as you all know, I'm I love to dance, so um, I that is my my thing. And when I go there, you know, all the familiar faces, and I I may not even know everyone by their by their full name, you know, but I know them from dance, and it's like we are a community, both in the studio and online you know, so there's like online communities too, of course, um, with the the boom of social media, Facebook groups, this, that. Um, so staying in touch is easier in that way, too.
1: Oh, yeah, there's a crap ton of like, quote, unquote, support groups in um, Facebook, especially, like not even like mental health support groups, although there are a ton of those too, but just like groups around any and all topic you can think of. So you can definitely find those people online, there, mm-hmm. that's for sure. And then who knows what can come of that too? Like I have actually made like real friendships through social media before. Mm-hmm. Um, as weird as that sounds when I know,
0: <laughs> no, I think that that's like happened, like that's happening more and more. Yeah, you know, um, that goes back to like making friends as an adult, like, right, like you don't know each other from before. So how else would you connect sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But it can, it, connection just as a whole, just really helps with um, feelings of purpose and fulfillment. And that those are key aspects of mental wellness. And so um, that's why, you know, we really wanted to highlight it. But we also wanted to help you guys our listeners to feel more connected to us mm-hmm. and so we opened up our social medias for some Q&A's so I think now might be a good time to segue into those questions because um, this is what it's all about this is why we're here is to talk with you guys so we want to open up uh, open it up to what you want to hear and what questions that you have. So we actually got, again, speaking of social media, we got um, all of our questions through Instagram, I believe, right?
0: Mm, Yeah, I got one through Facebook Messenger, but the rest through Instagram, yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah, so, um, or actually, maybe I got one through email too. But regardless, they found me through Instagram. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, do you want to uh, start with the first question?
0: Yes. So one of the questions we got were, let's see. So the question that we got was, where does mental health and spirituality begin? So in other words, just to clarify, this person had wondered, you know, we tell people to meditate just as an example, which is sort of a a thing in spirituality as well, like a theme Mm. and sort of an activity and et cetera. So why are we telling people to meditate to improve their mental health? Hmm
1: um do you want to go first sure
0: um so we had just thought about this recently and both Christina and I sort of thought about the fact that it brings a sense of hope and peace and a sense of purpose because it's I don't know if anybody has ever tried to meditate that's listening or Christina if you have but it's not an easy task and it's It forces us to sit with ourselves and our thoughts. And that is a tricky thing, especially in today's world with all the distractions and everything else. And I think that's the whole point is to shut all that out for some time to get comfortable with yourself. Um, And so I think that that is just that's a theme in mental health across the board.
1: Yeah, one of the coping skills that's taught quite often is um meditation or just um, like deep breathing meditation, working on allowing yourself to sit and being and being uncomfortable and noticing when your mind wanders and then just bringing it back. So um, yeah, spirituality meditation can be a huge part of mental wellness and used as a coping skill, I think. Mm -hmm. So um, one of the questions that I got was, why does my anxiety increase, or maybe this was you, I don't know, I can't remember who got the question, (laughs) regardless, why does my anxiety increase when I feel like people's expectations of me are so high? How can I deal with this slash reduce my anxiety during those times? That's a big one. Um, that's very common, I think. Um, I see this a lot with my clients, um, and I guess the question when I was um, when I was reading this, I always <laughs> I always kind of answer a question with a question. Um, when I was reading this, I was thinking, is it truly? people's expectations or is it your belief or perception of expectations? Because when I read this question, the word that I really honed in on was feel. So the question again was why does my anxiety increase when I feel like people's expectations of me are so high? So are you actually putting these expectations on yourself mm-hmm. um, or, What are the messages that you're getting that lead you to believe that other people are putting expectations on you? So that kind of just leads to like, is there a deeper thing going on here um, that could be leading you to to have this anxiety and this fear? Um, So I would kind of just want to know more before I gave like a blanket answer, if that makes sense. But what do you think,
0: Hillary? I totally get what you're what you're saying there. And I agree with you in that we do have to do a little bit of a like, deeper dive, or maybe this person does in terms of separating if they can. um, If it's a feeling like you said, Christina, is it more of like something that we put on ourselves? Mm -hmm. Or is this something that is really, truly um, being asked of them or us? Right? So that that's hard too, because I will say that that is always like a blurred line, I think, for yeah. well, for myself, two, for everybody. And
1: it, it, it's two different answers, right? Like yeah. it, if, if people are putting expectations on you and that are unrealistic or unre- unattainable, then maybe that means more boundaries that you mm-hmm. need to, mm-hmm. to set. Um, but if it's more your perception and you feel like you have a high expectation to meet, then maybe we got to work on your self-confidence maybe we got to work on um, what are your fears there do you have like fear of failure is it um, fear of negative judgment and maybe we need to challenge and reframe some of those automatic um, negative self-talk yeah so there's a couple of different areas that, uh, that we can go with this one
0: and so- the boundary the boundary mm-hmm. thing I think is important because what it does is it will sort of answer a lot of those questions, because if you put a boundary in place and the person is then resistant to that, then you kind of know, okay, this, this was accurate or this was an expectation that I was supposed to meet, you know, or if they respect that boundary and it's like, Oh yeah, of course, no problem. Then there might be a little bit of a relief of, okay, maybe I was just feeling this for some reason, or I, I, misread the situation or something, right? And so it's yeah. all about figuring that out through boundaries, I think is, is always helpful.
1: Yeah, I love that. Um, so that kind of segues into another question we got was just, um, how can I reduce my stress? Mm. <laughs> and that is so broad, right?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: so how, what's your kind of go to um, for
0: stress reduction? Well, I have a couple things. Dance as we know, I've talked about that a lot. Dance is a huge thing for me just because it's it's ev- everything in one for me. It's physical, mm-hmm. mental, emotional, spiritual. Um and I feel alive, like the most alive that I can be in a studio. But then if that's not happening or I'm unable to do that for whatever reason, I like to do the app, the opposite actually and just, just like really take yeah. a break. Like take a break, allow myself myself the permission to like just chill for a bit right because we're always Mm -hmm. so go 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 Mm -hmm. so i'll do like you know all that self-care stuff at home like the oils the taking care of myself journaling trying to sleep and like take care of my body and my mind so um how about you christina um everything
1: (laughs) i don't know i've done i i try to fit in as much variety as possible Um, because sometimes things work sometimes they don't yeah Um, yeah. but one thing that I wanted to highlight when it comes to stress and something I talk about with my clients and I kind of just provide some education around like what is stress and how do we reduce our vulnerability to stress Um, we've got external factors right we've got like the the work deadlines, we've got the child care to deal with. We've got our relationships. We've got work. We've got school. We've got all those external things, but then we also have our biology. So some of us are just more susceptible to things like anxiety, depression. Um, so I try to keep that in mind so that I can tackle things from both ends. So for the biology side, I. I have a history of anxiety and depression. I know that if I'm not exercising, or I'm not eating well, or I'm not getting enough sleep, then I'm more vulnerable to stress. So I make sure to take care of those things. And then from the external side, well, I feel more like myself when I have a plan when I've got things organized, when I delegate, or when I say no to certain things, and I can manage my schedule. Uh, So I I hope that makes sense for people of like, trying to make sure that you're taking care of yourself physically, while also, yes, there are things that you can do to just help with, um, with
0: stress, like coping skills or hobbies, Mm -hmm. or, you know, those outlets. That's a great point, Christina. Because it actually made me think of the term preventative health. Like, it's, yeah. it's preventative. It's just maintenance and taking care of ourselves, kind of on the daily, to um, you know, fight any sort of illness, whether that be physical, mental, whatever it may be. Um, just keeping ourselves healthy is so yeah. important because it it will solve a lot of problems in and of itself if we're preventative.
1: Yeah, and we have a whole podcast on self care too that talks about that. So you can go back and, and listen to that. Um, so that might be helpful for yeah. the person who yeah. asked this question. Um, and then the last one, do you want
0: to, um, yeah that one? So this one was received. It says, how can I support someone who lost a child to drug addiction? So first off our condolences, and this is a very serious topic. Um, And ironically enough, we also have another episode coming out this month on substance use disorder. So that will be coming out after this episode. So check that out as well. But as for uh, resources and things of that nature, there are a lot of organizations that do work with, you know, different substance use disorder and addiction. And that also includes the families or loved ones of those affected by that. Mm -hmm. So, um, all different resources. It just depends on where you live. So unfortunately, just, you know, kind of going onto Google and looking up maybe support groups for people who have lost children due to addiction for parents who have lost um, someone, you know, lost a child due, due to addiction. And that's such a specific loss. And there's a lot of emotions around that because of the stigma as well. So there's like a lot of layers to that. So that's why they have specific support groups for that population. Um,
1: In this day and age, a lot of them are over Zoom or online. So it doesn't mm -hmm. necessarily have to be in your state. Um, So a Google search, I'm sure you could find um, some groups. Um, When I read this question, um, it was unclear the the role or the relationship of the person Mm -hmm. to you know, to the person who lost their child to drug addiction. So it, it makes me think that this person might be a friend um, or a peer of some kind. But regardless, um, I think if you want to be someone who supports someone else who has gone through this, maybe suggest to them that support group. Um, or even suggest going with them or attending a meeting with them so that they have somebody there um, that they feel comfortable with and who can kind of just be that, you know, emotional support. Um, I never think it's helpful to offer advice, especially mm. when it's mm-hmm. not asked yeah. or who don't know much about the area. Um, so, just offer some active, reflective listening, just, just for that person to know that you're there, that you are empathizing, but you're not inputting, I think is really helpful. And then perhaps for this person to also educate themselves on drug addiction to, again, just to build more empathy and understanding as far as what this, what, um, what their peer or their friend or their whoever, um, is going through just, um, rather than maybe relying on that person to Mm. educate you, because obviously they're going through this really emotional and really terrible, tragic thing. And that could just be super triggering to um, kind of force a conversation around it. So um, that Mm, would be my, those, those would be my suggestions. Good ones. So we really appreciate you guys reaching out and offering these cues and hopefully our answers were helpful. And if you were the person or people to ask, um, we would love to hear some feedback if this was helpful to you or um, if there's any question that you wanna shed a little bit more clarity or maybe some follow-up with, that would be really cool too. Um, But yeah, keep them coming. We would love to do more of these. Yeah, that was fun. That was great. We got, I did get some like rapid fire Q&As just for you and I, Hillary. Um, Yeah. Just a couple on Instagram. (laughs) So we can kind of end on a light note. Um, The first one we got was how do you spend your free time? Do you want to start? You go first. (laughs) Okay. How do I spend my free time? Honestly, I watch a lot of TV. (laughs) I have pretty much every platform. I, I love I love TV. Um I just finished season, what is it, season three of you? Have you seen that, Hillary? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I didn't love this season, but that's really good. I didn't love this season, but it was a really good. I, I like the show overall and the first season was wicked good. Um yeah, I I watched- either. No, yeah, it just don't uh, um But yeah, if I'm not watching TV, then I go for a lot of walks uh, with my dog, and I love to hike. That's my big thing. If I can get outdoors, I'm a happy girl.
0: What about you? you, you Yes, I'm going to be super redundant here and say dance, but other (laughs) as if I, I swear to God, I do other things, guys. But um, (laughs) so there's that. Um, But then otherwise. I have the best of intentions. Like I don't know if anybody can relate to this, but just given my nature and how I'm always interested in learning and connecting and growing and like the sort of I don't know what field you'd call it, but touchy feely stuff. Um, My bedside table always has like two to three books on it, and oh yeah, I read a lot too. I always have the best of intentions, but um, free time isn't something that's like abundant right now because I'm. I'm also in grad school and everything else, so along with work. So at the end of the day, I really want to do those things because they're great for me and I enjoy them. But they don't always get done or they don't always get, uh, you know, used to the best of, you know, their use. But oh, well. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, well. You know what I mean? Like, you got to give yourself a break sometimes. Yeah. I've learned learned how to do that. (laughs) Yeah.
1: You know, Um, so – and we'll end on this last one. We also got from Instagram. What is the first thing you notice about someone when
0: you meet them? This was a good question. Yeah, that was I like a- this one. Mm, I like a smile because I think that when someone smiles, you just you see a glimmer of them, like the inside of them, you know, their soul. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And uh, so this was kind of hard for me to answer like rapid fire. Um, because I really go off of vibes and energy and I feel mm. like a first impression goes a long way with me and I'm pretty good at judging character just off a of first impression. I think it's just because I'm a therapist and I'm yes. good at like reading people. It's a blessing um, and a curse. Yeah it's a blessing <laughs> and a curse uh, but I, I'm rarely wrong in my first uh, impressions with people. Same. So, yeah, um,
0: yeah.
1: so it's really about an energy and a and a vibe I think but um, yeah, a, a good smile can go a long way for sure.
0: <laughs> and like it kind of like lights up their eyes. I don't know, it's just sort of nice and you're like, oh, it's a nice nice thing. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you guys again for uh, your questions. This was really really fun. Um, and like I said, keep them coming. Um, our next episode like Hillary mentioned was, um, going or is going to be on substance abuse and addiction. And we have a guest for that. So definitely stay tuned. And then for um, future episodes, we'll be talking about toxic positivity, which I'm really excited to talk <laughs> about. Uh, and and also what to do around the holidays,
0: because that's coming up. So. Yeah, enough time for some people but um, also we wanted to mention um, thank you so much for listening and for you know checking in on us and listening to what we talk about we hope that we're keeping it interesting for you guys continue to connect with us on Instagram and yes. I can be found at Hillary Coughlin and Christina how about you?
1: At Christina Councils and all of our info
0: will be in the show notes yes, yes. and also sus- um, subscribe too if you listen and you like it and you want to not even have to look for us it just pops right up for you and whatever subscribe yeah (laughs) yeah because when you go into your platform however you listen to the podcast because there's a few of them that are on that you don't even have to search for us it just pops right up if you subscribe so yeah
1: good tip hillary
0: yeah all right everyone well thank you again for joining us and we'll see you next episode thanks everyone thank you stay well